Hello, welcome to another edition of Igayutet. I'm Diane McGachran, and I'm here with Esther Green. And today we are going to share the stories of our fathers. Our fathers were out of our lives for about 30 years, and Esther, in her way, and me in my way, recovered our fathers later in life. Having lived out in the YK Delta among Yupik people, there are parts of your culture, Esther, that really helped me find the courage to reach out and try to find my father. I had a really deep desire to find him after 39 years. He left my life when we were about when I was about five years old, and I sort of ignored that part of me. I had not seen my father in all that time. It took some time, but I found Roy Francis McGachran after 39 years. And because of the Yupik culture, the values on family, on connection, on relationships, it was a lot easier for me to take seriously that that was something I longed for. What about you? Mm -hmm. My father left uh, before I was born. Oh, wow. Hmm? When I was in my my mom's stomach. But um, later in years, so many years after, uh, when he and I were reconnected, there was a lot of anger in me. I was very, very hard on him. It was from pain, frustration, and grief of his being out of my life for so long. I was torn between rejecting him and wanting a connection, or I was mixed up. Yeah, well, someone being out of your life for that long, you know, and I had some of that mixed feeling, too. Mm-hmm. Because it had been 39 years. I had memories of my father from a little girl, but absolutely no contact all that time. Mm-hmm. So I I was very anxious when I did find him and I had a phone number. And uh, I actually called my mom and said, hey, I, I think I found him. And she said, well... What do you want to do? And I said, I'm too scared to call him. And she said, well, let me, I'll call him first. And I said, okay. So she called him and he told her, give me a week or two to prepare myself mm-hmm. for Diane's call. And so he did that. He waited a couple of weeks Then he called my mom and he said, okay, I'm ready to talk to her. So I called him and I have to say the first thing I asked him about was was he still drinking? Because earlier in my life, he had been violent in our family and had been drinking a lot. And he said he had stopped drinking 15 years earlier, and he had never remarried. He had no other children. And it wasn't so hard to talk to him like I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. We joked around a little bit, and then... I knew my brother, sister, and my mom and I, we were going to Cape Britain, Nova Scotia that summer to 
go back where my mom grew up a little bit and where my grandmother and all my ancestors are from. And my father, his ancestors were also from that area. So I invited him to come for a family reunion, <laughs> but a maybe a little strange family reunion. And he agreed. And we all went up there and it was really amazing, actually. Mm. He gave each of us a little bit of time with him. Uh, we each like took walks on the beach with him alone, just kind of chatting. We didn't really, you know, go into the past too much. We just kind of accepted where we were right then. And he even visited Bethel at one point. It was very nice. And so what was it like, you know, for you starting to express yourself to your father and then what happened over time as you were expressing your, you know, frustration, anger? You know, no matter how angry I was with him, no matter how I act towards him, he patiently listened to every word every ugly word I said to him. And he didn't walk away. He just stay put in one one place while I'm in front of him. Hmm. That went on for a long time. After being so angry with my father, my brain started to turn to compassion because I had no hurtful feelings left. From barking at my father for so many years. And he just, uh, he never walked away from you? He just let you bring it out like that? That's amazing. You know, he could walk away and just leave me alone. But he never stopped. Wow. Wherever he sees me, um, never stop. Even I respond so ugly. He never stopped on me. Wow. He just keep giving himself to me. And all those years, I scream and shout and cry in front of him. And I didn't know I was cleaning out. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing some uh, internal yeah. house cleaning. <laughs> yes. And um, open to compassion for him. Wow. Yeah. I realized that after working on myself and realizing who I was, that helped me change towards him. I was able to be with him in a good way. I did translate for him, whereas before I wouldn't even do anything for him. Like he would ask you in the past, would you translate for me and you would say no? I would just um, give him that ugly middle finger. <laughs> and have the look on your face like yes, you have right now? Yes, <laughs> yeah. But then over time that changed. That I didn't have that anymore mm -hmm. because he allowed me to clean, clean yeah. myself on him alone. Mm. Wow. What a gift he gave you in the end, mm. right? Yeah. You know, for my father, he said an interesting thing to me on that walk on the beach. He said, back in the 60s, I was really hard on your mom. I was terrible to her. Uh -huh. There were times where I hurt her, physically hurt her as well as emotionally. And he said it, I think it made it harder for her maybe to be a good mom because it was so hard, the life I gave her. He said, so I would like to ask you, kind of chokes me up thinking about it. He said, I would like, if you ever resented your mom or you ever 
felt like she wasn't there for you when you were younger, I would like you to put that on my shoulders and transfer that from her to me,、mm-hmm. he said, because I did it.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started crying and I said, I, I can't believe you're saying that. And he said, I've had a lot of time to think about it. And I said, Well, all these years, why didn't you reach out to us? And he said, Well, I'm a Marine and we're supposed to be tough. And I put you and your brother and sister in a little box in my mind. And I never opened that box. It was too painful.、Hey. That was a lot to admit, I think, for,、yeah. you know, for him. At least he was honest. He didn't give no excuses. Nothing. No excuse. He's just, it was just really powerful for him to say, please transfer whatever pain you felt with your mom. I'll take it, I'll handle it.、Mm-hmm. And I said, wow. Anyway, I just. Didn't expect that because、um, he was kind of a he was a tough old guy, <laughs> I have to say. He traveled, he came to Bethel, he traveled to Massachusetts to be with my sister and her husband, he traveled to California to visit my brother. We had 12 really good years with him.、Mm-hmm. We called a lot, and, and so what were the years like when you finally cleared out and, and felt like you could? Be with your father in a good way. What were those years like for you? For a little while. Between me and him, we dealt, dealt with it just before he got sick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with cancer. Yeah. And he didn't stay very long afterwards. And sometimes now, sometimes when I think of him, he went so early in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it the short time that you had?、Yeah. Was it?、Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot. Did it feel of... good to you?、Uh, did it feel good? Yes, I felt really good.、Uh, I had no regrets because everything was washed out. Yeah. And our relationship healed. Yeah. Wow.、And、so. That's how it happened. And, but I had, I had,、uh, now I have questions. He's not here to answer,、right. answer my questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're so, really, we're so blessed、mm-hmm. that we could have that journey with our fathers.、Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how we have similar, we have a similar journey, you with your father, me、yeah. with my father. What also connects us, you and I, is that I got a lot of the courage to reach out. And look for my father because of what I had learned and was learning from the Yupik culture. Because、mm-hmm. I knew, like, I don't know what I felt like. Kind of like, well, it's been 39 years. Why should I hunt him down?、Mm-hmm. It's all too late now. That's kind of how I thought of it. And then, but then being out here, I thought, well, wait a minute. That's my father. I'm allowed to be connected to him if I want. And actually, it took a year and a half to find him because he didn't have a lot of information. He wasn't on like Facebook or、mm-hmm. anything like that. So I had to kind of dive in a little bit to. Hunt him down. He was very surprised too that、mm. I found him. And then when he passed away, I went down to Jacksonville, North Carolina, where he's buried and took care of everything、mm-hmm. and met people who had known him for gosh, 30 years that he'd been down there. And because he was from Boston originally, they barely knew about his life. He was a little bit of a hermit, he kind of stayed to himself a lot, but pe- there were people down there that really. Cared for him and really liked him. And,、mm-hmm. um, and he did a lot of little thoughtful things for people. People told me lots of stories. And,、mm-hmm. 
I was like, wow, that's great, you know, and they were really excited. They couldn't believe they were meeting his daughter. <laughs> um, but, and you know, the other thing is uh, he has a good sense of humor. So I kind of would joke with him sometimes, like he would say, I can't believe I have a daughter that's so liberal. <laughs> and, uh, and then I would say, well, that's what you get for not being around. <laughs> that's the payback. <laughs> Maybe if you had raised me, <laughs> then he would laugh and I would laugh. So it was really good. We had a good sense of humor about the whole thing. So I think that was really good for all of us. Yeah, we're blessed. Yeah. So I was thinking about the kind of lessons that our stories kind of made you and I think of. You know, like how important it was to your healing and to my healing that our fathers take responsibility for their past behaviors. Mm -hmm. Not make any excuses, not uh, water it down, but really own mm -hmm. it. And I think when my father did that, I felt some resentment kind of just drain right out of me. Mm -hmm. And it seems like your father did that too. He didn't live around me after um, we repaired our relationship. Uh -huh. He lived down in Napakiak, and I lived here, busy with my little kids. Couldn't go anywhere. Me stuck with my little kids. Uh -huh. We didn't get together in later years after we settled. Yeah, settled the past. Now you were with your father when he was in the hospital. Yeah, right? his here last at the hospital. You were able to be with him his last days. Just maybe once or maybe twice. I don't remember mm -hmm. when his family's there to be with him when they go out on a break or on a lunch break or something. Always that kind of period when I walk in all alone waiting for his other, you know, his wife and yeah. family to come. Well, so it was just you and him. Yeah. Wow. And I was able to, when I was able to get away from my kids, and it was time for him to talk, time for me to quiet and listen. Oh. Yeah. Then it was your turn to listen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because wow. I had nothing... Nothing against him anymore. Yeah, yeah. He allowed me to do that. Yeah. That's really powerful. You know, when I was growing up in church, I used to hear hear this. If you have something against someone, don't do it behind their back. Mm. The best way to do it is to do it face to face. Yes. Well, you did that with your dad, I know. <laughs> In a strong uh, way. Many elders, they tell me, hey, you shouldn't do that to your dad. When they say, when they say those things mm -hmm. to me, I just listen to them. I never say anything when they're done talking. It's when I leave, telling me I'm supposed to respect people that are older than me. Mm-hmm. But uh, doing that, I didn't even know it was for the better. I didn't know. That which part was for the better? M my. Expressing yourself yeah. to your dad. Yeah. That was your path. That huh. was, you're in his path and you walked it. So now, you know, he's been gone as I grow 
in that field yeah. with my father, mm-hmm. I had some questions. Mm-hmm. Questions I would have, I should have asked him face to face. Yeah. What made you give yourself to me? Yeah. What? How could you? You know, listen to you when yeah. you were in your bath when you were expressing mm-hmm. your anger and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you just kind of ran out of time, right? Yeah. But you got the best part. Yes. For sure, before yeah. he passed. So it was supposed to end that way. Yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes after my father passed away, and I think this happens whenever you lose somebody. You then start thinking, well, why didn't I say this? Or I should have asked that. And I had those kind of questions too, but I just kind of let that go. And kind of like you, well, we kind of, we did what we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then he passed. And I feel so grateful, and I think you probably do too, that we found our fathers before they passed. Mm -hmm. Because if they had passed, if my dad had passed, I would never have been able to, I wouldn't have had a chance to do the, some of the healing that I got Mm -hmm. to do, you know, and to hear him take responsibility and step up Mm -hmm. and be there Mm -hmm. for my brother and sister and I in those last years. That was a very powerful experience. I I just feel grateful for all of that, you know. Another thing that we had talked about, like some lessons we pulled out of this was how what they did in the past was their struggle, Mm -hmm. not ours. So I just kind of step back and say, well, my father was like, you know, like this when he was younger and when he was uh, in my life in my early years. And I don't have to take that on anymore. Mm-hmm. That was his, that was the way he was living his life. And he's the one that has to live with that. Mm-hmm. And I think he had a lot of regrets. Mm-hmm. And so I felt compassion for that. And I felt like I could let some things go because he had carried his own regrets for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I found that helpful. Did you think about that too? Like your dad's struggles were his and not yours? Mm-hmm. And the, the, yeah. Like whatever made him leave when he did and never see you? I didn't, I didn't know who my father was. Mm. Uh, but I could picture him in my mind, how he looks like. Mm-hmm. That's how I recognize him yeah. when I first see his face. Yeah. Because uh, I already had had it up here in my brain. This is what he looks like. Mm-hmm. My unique brain <laughs> showed, showed me yeah. how what he looks like, what kind of hat, what kind of uh, cap or something 
he uses flat, <laughs> old-fashioned. Yeah. Did you, um, you know, you said it like this one time when we were talking that uh, it was like your father gave himself to you. Mm-hmm which is something similar to what my father did. Like, my father, he let, um, he kind of let us be who we were. Mm-hmm. He did not jump into our lives and start telling us this and that, mm-hmm. and start doing anything like that. He, we were kind of in the lead of it. Mm-hmm. So however we were, he just went along with that. Yeah. And I think that was a really important lesson. And it seems like your dad did that with you for sure. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. however you were, he just accepted you however you were. Right? Yeah. And when you're outside somewhere walking, he didn't have to stop just because I opened my lousy mouth. <laughs> You know? Yeah. But he did, he stops and let me blabber, cry, blah. Mm -hmm. He could turn away and walk the other way. I know. No, he didn't do that. He could also lecture you. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. Yeah. Um, So in his last, last moment before I left, uh, when he was in the hospital, when everybody was gone. On my way out, he called me by my big name. I turn around, and he says, Don't ever forget. These are his last words to me. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget. You are truly my daughter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Esther, that's going to make me cry. That's so beautiful. What did you feel like when he said that? It was... I said, man, he made a big change and it was up to him. It was up to him and he did it. He did it. Wow. Regardless of how I treated him, his feeling could get worse and really yeah, could other go the other way. Right. But he didn't. No, he didn't. He chose the right, right trail. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. And so the lesson about that I learned is... When anybody or anyone confronts me, Mm. I should listen. I should not make excuses. Mm. I should not blame. Mm. Uh, That's the good good part of it fell on me. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. 
So, and something you said too a while back was that, um, you know, deep inside our core is love and compassion, mm -hmm. but it gets covered up mm -hmm. by our anger, our frustration, maybe our sadness or our grief. So something you said a, a while back is, you know, the core of us is love and compassion. Mm -hmm. But then it gets covered up by life and maybe anger or fear or sadness, grief. And our mind kind of keeps that going. Mm -hmm. And yet, if there was a way for us to let all of that drain out, we would then have our compassion. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me about how when all of that drained out of you, you could have compassion for yourself mm -hmm. and for your father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Because, you know, we have everything in there. But it just have, we just have to look for it yes, and find it and use it. And I think uh, sometimes that brings a lot of peace to me is knowing it's already, what I need is already inside me. Yeah. And so if I have the courage to work through mm -hmm. the layers yeah. <laughs> to get to it, yeah. Uh, that's good. And I, I like that because it makes me feel hopeful that I don't have to wait for anything. I can I can get to that more peaceful calm. Yeah. It's inside me already. Yeah. Yeah. So when we once we realize that, then you can make good things happen mm. from your heart. Yes. That's it right yeah. there. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Esther. Uh, everyone, I'm Diane McGachran. This is Esther Green, and this is the show about our fathers for June, uh, welcoming Father's Day coming up. I hope... Uh Many fathers take care of their family really good. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Until our next show in July, that's it. Thank you for listening to Igayutet, hosted by Diane McGachran and Esther Green, produced by KYUK.